fucking losing my shit over Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge today. Oh my god, I haven't seen Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge in like a decade. Yeah. I'm still he's he's still ever every once in a while doing him. Um I'm still I've still following him because I'm subbed to him on YouTube and they're in season four, which is like the whole Orichalcos Leviathan nonsense. That was nonsense. Yeah. That whole season's fucking nonsense. But like he's this the episode that he did was um like Joey fighting one of the one of the goons and, and that like the the gimmick of like this goon is like he's make his cards like give him like a mech suit that he physically wears. That's dumb. And then yeah. And then Joey goes, Haha, I have one too that I've actually had this entire time, but for plot convenience I'm only gonna use just this once. Did he? Yeah, he used a pl- he used a fucking mech suit in that battle. And then he was like and then I think like my came and was like was talking to the goon and they were like talking about he was like, Oh, I don't have to worry about Joey and he's like he's like and Mai's like look up and he looks up and it's fucking Joey in the sky in the mech suit merged with like his red eyes and he's glowing and he's just yelling, I am the best at this now for some reason. <laughs> I'm like the best at this fucking game now for some reason. Is is that when it really jumped the shark? <laughs> when Joey got a mech suit? Season four was weird. I I stopped watching after a certain point. Yeah, I stopped giving a shit. I didn't really watch. Yeah, I stopped after like they beat Merrick. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so like right before season four. Yeah. And then I watched like. The end of season five at one point, just because that's when the show like ended. But Yu Gi Oh was weird. It was. I, it was weird then. It's weird now. It's weird that like it has w- remained in the cultural zeitgeist. Like people still remember Yu Gi Oh and make jokes and memes about them. <laughs> the memes. Yeah, they, like they. I see plenty of memes out there full of Yu Gi Oh still. Like, I seen one the other day of, like, them playing Uno, and he's got a blue-eyes white dragon in his hand, and he's yeah. like, they're not even gonna know what hit him. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, and, and, like, I looked at that, and I went, I understand that, because for some reason, it's remained culturally relevant. Yeah, even it's, though it's, like, it's really weird. Dumb. Like, there's better tabletop games out there than fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, there's Magic the Gathering if you like your card games. Right. Like, and that one's better? I don't know, I'm not really... I've, I'm not into card games. Yeah. I played, yeah, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was when I, I was Yu-Gi-Oh! Younger. when I was a kid. That was about it. That was about I own weeks. a couple Yu-Gi-Oh! decks still. I own the, the collection. Yeah. Where the fuck did I put that thing? This basement renovation has just made me lose all my shit. Yeah, that box should actually be up there. That's in this box. Yeah, I want to put it, like, on top. Yeah. Yeah, I have that too, but I don't know. We should we should play Yu-Gi-Oh games more. Those games were fun. I had like a the Yu- video games. Yeah, I had a Yu-Gi-Oh video game for the Game Boy. Yeah. Forget which one though. What the fuck is that one? It was a fucking. There was a bunch, but it was a blast. I like the I like the one where it was like I feel like people hate this game, but like I I always enjoyed it. I just remember, I forget what it's called. What the fuck do I have in my shirt? But, like, you played as, like, your own character, and, like, you, you walked around, and I just remember the end game. there was a room where it had, like, all the important characters in, like, a circle, and you could fight them. Oh, that's neat. 
forget the fuck. I think it was like Russia for Destruction or something like that. Oh, I don't know. They they had fucking edgy had so ass many. names. Yeah. They had some edgy names. Like I could cut myself. I just remembered those. it had the God cards and it had Phoenix Mode as a card. Like Phoenix Mode Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all you needed. So you just put that in your deck and how it is is if you have it in your hand, just discard it from your hand and Ra comes on the field automatically with 4,000 attack and defense. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you don't have to sacrifice, because all the other god cards, you have to sacrifice three. The one I played, I had all the pieces of Exodia. So I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit, I win. Because to me, Exodia is like the best. I've been watching a bunch of videos of VR chat. Oh, and I saw someone running around as Exodia. And I went, what possesses you to think? <laughs> I want to be Exodia, the forbidden one. <laughs> like, the, the, the it... characters people pick in that game are the best. You're like, not wrong. There was one video I saw of this guy running around as Ed from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Just blasting the theme song running around. <laughs> like, VR chat is just its, uh, its own culture. It's like if 4chan got its own video game. That's what I feel like that game is. Because everyone's walking around as like anime girls making anime girl noises. Yeah. And then, like, and then they're all else. men. They're, yeah. all, they're, all, they're all men. And then everything else is just meme tastic. Mm hmm. Like, do you know the way? Anyway, we're Navi Tales. Yes. We are a video game lore podcast. My name's Josh. My name is Nick. And today we are going to get real sad. Yeah. We're going to get real sad. We're going to take a trip down the fields lane. We're going to take a trip down sad lane. Population us. <laughs> today we are going to be talking about Spec Ops The Line. Uh, you'd never even heard of this fucking game when I mentioned it. Right, which is weird, because, granted, yes, we haven't played every game in the known universe, but, like, usually I've heard of it. I, it's one of those games, and this is, like, the conspiracy theorist part of me. All of Spec Ops The Line is a commentary on first-person shooters and war games in general. Um, so I've always thought that it's kind of forgotten because A, the Spec Ops franchise used to just be a generic first-person shooter, and then this game came out by, like, after years of no Spec Ops games. This game came out, and then they haven't made another game since. So, like, it was a weird commentary on what's going on in first-person shooters. And, uh, it also, like, I feel like the industry didn't want to talk about it. Because of that, they just, I think I think it's partly because it's it's a tough talk. Oh, and yeah. then the other part because a lot of those gaming reviewers get money from games like Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> and they why you all the Call why of should we talk about a game that criticizes mo our money? Right. So, because uh, it, it's definitely a critique. Uh, if you don't know anything about Spec Ops The Line, um, normally we don't do this, but I feel like it's important to do this. Uh, this is not, this is a good game. This is not a fun game. Um, I didn't leave this, leave this game going, I had a great time. <laughs> I wow. didn't feel, I didn't feel the same way I did about Mario Odyssey playing this game. <laughs> I felt not okay. Um, 
the content we're going to talk about is uh, a little bit graphic uh, and a little bit um, fucked up uh, on like a war level and like a so if like that bothers anyone that's listening this may not be the episode for you uh, I'm just saying that up front because I, I think that it's important that if we have anyone listening that could be affected by anything war related uh, if they want to stop listening I don't blame them uh i just think that it, it's important to set that up at the top but uh we i did my best to kind of keep it not super graphic uh i've played the game uh, i played the game forever ago and uh, it dawned on me to do this episode because i saw uh like a picture set of it on imager or something like that i was just browsing something on my phone and i went dude i forgot this game existed this game was that was a game <laughs> but um yeah, it's uh, let's uh, here we go. <laughs> let's dive into that. So, six months before the game starts, Dubai experiences the worst sandstorms in recorded history. The officials downplay everything and secretly leave the city, leaving the less wealthy citizens behind. Colonel John Conrad of the Damned 33rd Infantry Battalion of the USA are on their way back to the US from Afghanistan uh, when they get stuck in Dubai and decide to stay and help with the relief. They, they don't have to, they, they choose to. Uh, completely against orders from the army for them to come straight back. This is completely against orders from the army to come straight back, which makes him and the entire battalion deserters now. As a storm wall forms around Dubai, cutting off all but the strongest of radio signals and the riots within the city get worse, the 33rd declares martial law and begin committing atrocities against the population. Some members of the 33rd attempt a coup, but it failed, and they were exiled. Then the CIA got involved, and anytime the CIA is involved in anything, it's fucked up. Oh, yeah. I I don't think, from a history level, (laughs) I don't think you realize, as America, our representation by the CIA isn't always viewed as... The good guys, <laughs> considering we have literally funded and helped coups in countries just to destabilize them so that we could go in there. Yeah. Like, it's... Not the best. They, they, we're not always the good guys, especially when the CIA is involved. Um, uh, the CIA sent in a black ops unit to investigate, and as part of their plan, organized the locals into insurgents to attack the 33rd, eventually resulting in a ceasefire. Uh, The last communication from Dubai stated that the 33rd was attempting to leave a caravan out of the city, to lead a caravan out of the city. Uh, The caravan never arrived, and soon afterward, the United Arab Emirates declared Dubai a no-man's land. Uh, All travel to the city was barred. The 33rd was publicly disavowed for treason, and no further news left the city. This is all before we even get to play the fucking game. This is all backstory. Yeah. Just a lot of awful shit happening. So, so far we have Dubai literally cut off from the rest of the world. In awful sandstorms. Uh, There is riots in the streets. Not by Darude. Not by Darude. There is riots in the streets. Uh, Some people who have been disavowed by the U.S. military have decided, hey... We're going to rule this shit. This is going to be our town. Yeah, it's it sounds like something out of Mad Max, except it's a lot less fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, 
just contained to this one area. Yeah. This one city. Um, so then two weeks before the, the start of the story, uh, a looped radio signal finally penetrated the storm wall. Uh, it's a brief message that said, this is Colonel John Conrad, United States Army. Um, attempted evacuation of Dubai ended in a complete failure. Death toll too many to count. Uh, the U.S. decides to send in uh, Delta Force, which is a three-man squad, to carry out surveillance. Uh, captained by Martin Walker, who served alongside Conrad, First Lieutenant Alfonso Adams, and Sergeant um, John Lugo. Um, they make up the, the squad that's supposed to infiltrate. Uh, the city performs surveillance. Wow. And then immediately extract if necessary. Yeah, it's... You know, your standard one-man army kind of situation. Get in, get the fuck out. Uh, So now the game starts. I forgot to put this in our script for it, but I'm going to say it anyway. The game starts with um, them getting chased in helicopters and uh, the helicopter falling, and then you actually start playing the game. The opening cutscene is, like, you getting chased in a helicopter, the helicopter falling. Yeah. Um, The helicopter they're in, yeah. Yeah. So uh, opening, and then it's flashbacks, opening with Delta walking the storm wall in a buried section of Dubai. They start getting taunted by the radio man, who is a DJ and former journalist speaking for the 33rd. After coming across refugees being rounded up by the 33rd and engaging in a firefight, Walker elects to disobey orders and find Conrad. They get a broadcast about a CIA agent, Daniels, being interrogated by the 33rd and Delta decided to interfere. They find the agent, but he's already dead, and it was a trap set up by CIA agent Gold. Gold helps Delta escape, but is later captured and killed while assaulting a location called The Gate. The team heads there and continues the attack. Finding it heavily guarded by the 33rd, the team employs white phosphorus to obliterate their their opposition and advance further into the city. While walking through the aftermath, they realize they accidentally killed 47 civilians who were moved into the gate for shelter by the 33rd and Walker blames the 33rd and vows vengeance. I vividly remember the cutscene for that, because you walk into the room, and you see a woman, what's left of a, a burnt woman holding a child, and then everyone, like, the other two start freaking out, saying, like, we've killed people. And then, like, you're sitting there, like, all you can do is just look at the body. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, Walker just is, like, staring at the body, and the other, uh, I believe it was Alfonso's freaking the fuck out, yelling, like, what the fuck did we do? I was chilling. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. It was chilling. Yeah. No, I can imagine that. That being, like, a very powerful scene. Yeah, it was, it was chilling. Um, so after this, um, finding Conrad's team, uh, command team executed, Walker uses a radio to contact Conrad. Conrad starts questioning the morals of Walker, uh, Walker's team and manipulates Walker into either executing a Dubai survivor or one of the 33rd, both of which have committed uh, atrocious crimes. Uh, Delta subsequently meets uh, CIA agent Jeff Riggs, who is leading a raid on the city's last water supply. Delta aids Riggs with the aim of crippling the 33rd's operations, but Riggs destroys the supply instead, admitting he he wanted to wipe out the remaining population of Dubai 
to cover up for the atrocities of the 33rd. Just like a CIA agent would do. Yep, we gotta, we gotta cover this shit up. Hush, hush. Then don't tell anybody. Shh. Even if it means killing an entire fucking population. I'm not a huge fan of the CIA, if you uh, can't tell. <laughs> uh, I, they serve America, but they serve America in not the greatest of ways at times. Um, now the residents are facing death by dehydration. Delta decides the only step they can take is going after a radio man. Killing him, Delta informs Dubai about their evacuation attempt. Adams commandeers a Black Hawk helicopter to escape the building, and Walker destroys the radio tower as they flee the scene, leading to the helicopter sequence from the beginning of the game. Weirdly, Walker seems to remember this happening before, which is a little fourth wall breaky. This game breaks the fourth wall a lot. Uh, I'll get to that at the end because you've never played it, but I think you'll appreciate it. Um, after the helicopter crash, Walker reunited with Adams, but it's too late for Lugo, who gets lynched by a mob. It's awful. It's fucking... This game is so dark. Um, Walker and Adams make their way to Burj, Ka, Burj Khalifa Tower to confront Conrad, but are soon pinned down by the last of his men. Walker, who surrenders, is pushed to safety by Adams, who fights to the death. Walker stumbles inside the tower where the remnants of the 33rd surrendered. So Walker goes up to the top of the tower and uh, finally confronts Conrad. Uh, Conrad appears to be the char char charismatic uh, villainous force behind the atrocities that Walker was hoping for. And so Walker finds his decaying corpse on the penthouse deck. Um, Conrad has committed suicide after the failed evacuation attempt. Walker has been communicating with a traumatic, hallucinatory Conrad uh, created in his mind as a dissociative disorder upon the aftermath of the white phosphorus strike. Rationalizing the actions he had witnessed and carried out, Walker distorted many subsequent events of the game to make Conrad look responsible. Um, basically putting the blame on someone else. To make himself feel better. Yeah. Uh, Conrad then, quote-unquote Conrad, he's like hallucinating Conrad not decayed, um, then forces Walker to, then forces Walker at gunpoint to decide if he is responsible for his actions in Dubai, which then leads to multiple endings. Yeah, which there's, there's four of. So, the first one is Walker shooting himself, or aka allowing Conrad to shoot him, will immediately end the story with Walker and Conrad's corpse shown together on the penthouse deck and Conrad's original broadcast playing as the camera pans over to a burning Dubai. If Walker instead shoots Conrad, he disappears after consoling Walker, uh, after consoling Walker uh, and telling him that he can still return home. Uh, after the 33rd surrenders, after the 33rd surrendering is shown to be a figment of Walker's imagination, Walker uses Conrad's radio to request extraction from Dubai alone. So after that, a post-credits epilogue shows a convoy of Army Rescue Humvees located, uh, locating a shell-shocked walker sitting near the Burj Khalifa, wearing Conrad's uniform and brandishing an AA-12. Which is an automatic shotgun, if you didn't know. Uh, walker can either concede to the patrol or open fire on them. If Walker relinquishes his weapon, he uh, evacuates with the patrol and has a hallucinatory conversation with one of the soldiers where he questions his status. Um, I, I think like the, the, 
the soldier asks like how he made it out alive and he says I who says I did or something like that. Yeah. Um if Walker is killed by the patrol, he dies in a pool of blood, recalling a conversation between himself and Conrad during the war in Afghanistan where Walker uh casually remarked about returning home, but Conrad criticized him, claiming soldiers do what is necessary and then die. Uh, if Walker kills the entire patrol, he uses their radio to greet the army command with, Gentlemen, welcome to Dubai. One of the first statements Walker said to his team, as, as well as one of the first statements uh, Conrad said to Walker. Walker then returns to the Burj Khalifa as the camera pans to a ruined Dubai. Yeah, so nothing's really feel good in this game. No, there's no happy. There's no happiness. Um, the game. So a lot of first person shooters did it, do this, and and especially at the time, where they have quotes in their loading screens. Uh, usually they're like Winston Churchill talking about the glories of war or some fucking Spartan bullshit. Um, this game's isn't. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it like taunt you? Yeah, let's let's read through a couple of these. How many Americans have you killed today? There is no difference between what is right and what is necessary. If you were a better person, you wouldn't be here. It's time for you to wake up. Squad commands are unavailable when you're alone. No one can help you now. You are still a good person. Can you even remember why you came here? This is all your fault. Ooh, this one's my favorite. Do you feel like a hero yet? To kill yourself is murder. To kill for your government is heroic. To kill for entertainment is harmless. White phosphorus is a common allotrope used in your slaughter at the gate. It can set fire to soldiers and the innocent civilians they are trying to help. It's Conrad. He did it. All of it. Cognitive dissonance is an uncomfortable feeling caused by holding two conflicted ideas simultaneously. <laughs> you cannot understand, nor do you want to. The U.S. military does not condone the killing of unarmed combatants. But this isn't real, so why should you care? It's a, like, <laughs> when you see that, you go, holy shit! <laughs> like, what the fuck? We cannot escape anguish. It is what we are. If Lugo were still alive, he would likely suffer from PTSD. So really, he's the lucky one. <laughs> Fucked up. Adams blames Walker for Lugo's death. It's his fault they didn't leave Dubai when they had the chance. Walker's obsession with Conrad has brought nothing but destruction to Dubai and his squad. There is no escape. Life begins at the other side of despair. No one can help you now. Collateral damage can be justified if the gain outweighs the cost. How much do you think Adams and Lugo are worth? <laughs> Jesus. Freedom is what you do with what's been done to you. I exist and I find it nauseating. Walker and Adams have served together for many years. This is right after Adams dies. Oh, God. Uh, you can't go home. If the radio man now speaks for the 33rd, then what happened to Conrad? Which happens before you find out what exactly is up with Homeboy. Up with Conrad. Yeah, but the absolutely, like, there's, like, that one where it's talking about civilians... I'm yeah, like, yeah. it blows my mind that they decided to do this. The U.S. military does not condone the killing of unarmed combatants, but this isn't real, so why should you care? <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best one. It's it's either that one or um, do you feel like a hero yet? 
the game is looking at all the Call of Duties and battlefields in the world where you play as this super soldier and you go through war and you deal with all those things, but it doesn't matter because you're a super soldier. You're this god of war amongst men where it doesn't matter. Even if, like, you see atrocious things, it doesn't matter five seconds later. Those games, that, like, Modern Warfare 2 had, uh, no Russian, where you take part in shooting up an entire airport, well, which people still talk about to this day, but also joke about, like, and, like, it's, the, that part of the game is meant to be, like, a shocking thing. You play as a Russian, as a American spy with a bunch of Russians, uh, and you literally shoot up an airport. Um, that's the entire mission. And then you get killed at the end of the mission. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's called No Russian because it begins with them in the ele- elevator and the leader of the entire group, the leader of the entire terrorist cell turns to you and goes, remember, no Russian. Uh, the reasoning behind that is uh, they don't want them to know Russians did it. Gotcha. So uh, it's like the only line of dialogue spoken until the end where like the leader goes, basically out you as a spy and shoot you in the head and leave you to die. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, but the, the whole rest of it is, like, silent as you shoot everyone in a fucking airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then three missions later, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, you're more emotionally attached to fucking Ghost when he dies in Modern Warfare 2 than you are to fucking anyone else. Yeah, random people. Right. So this game is a commentary on this whole system where they are setting it up like you aren't the hero and, and you aren't the hero in any of these games. Yeah, it's not you're, it's you're, not go through beat the bad the baddie at the end and have your cake. Like you, you make decisions and the decisions aren't always right and it, it's fucked up and dark and like PTSD is a real thing. Like uh and War is atrocious and that this is an example of that. And I think that Spec Ops the Line is one of the more important games that our culture has forgotten. Because I didn't know about you it. didn't even fucking know about it. It yeah. came out uh for 360 PS3 PC. Yeah, yeah. But it's partly because it's hard to think about. Like it's not like I said, I think it's a good game. I think that it it's like I said I think it's an important game. I don't think it's a fun game. It's not fun to play. It, you play games to feel better. You play games to feel like a hero. That's why we like to play as Link or Geralt or uh Ghost from Call of Duty or uh Mr. Halo from Halo. I I know he's called the Master Chief. <laughs> No, he's Mr. Halo from now on. We we play these games to feel like the hero, and in Spec Ops The Line, you aren't. Um, I think that it, it kind of reminds me of uh, our episode on The Last of Us. Yeah, where, where they're just, you're just humans dealing with the situation. Yeah, you're not the hero. You, you are a person. And I think that that is the importance of Spec Ops The Line. Uh, the difference is... In The Last of Us, um, it's not quite as dark, which is fucking saying something. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
Last of Us is kind of depressing. Yeah, Last of Us is a rather dark game, but the Spec Ops The Line deals with an issue that I think is important to remember, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. I think it's important to remember, like, with war games, like, war's real and it's atrocious. Yeah. Um, I also like the whole, like, how, like, this whole game might be in his head yeah. aspect of it. And, like, all the all the signs throughout the game that, like, points to that. Yeah. That was, like, really cool. Of, like, like, just seeing, like, Conrad's face on a banner. And then when you go to that point later on, it's not there anymore. And then, like, seeing your partner's names on the, the memorial wall, like, oh, before yeah. they die. And... It was like some. It was like you. You find like a tree at one point that has leaves on it, and if you go up the stairs a little bit and turn around, the tree's dead. And just like shit, like and then like the whole like whether the game fades to black or fades to white, on like screen transitions. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of theories with this game. They put a lot of work into this game to to get their message across, and I think that it's fucking important. Yeah, I I think that. I don't think a lot of games are important, but as a as a culture, I think that it's important that we remember Spec Ops the Line. Actually, the the one I really liked was when you have to kill. I forget. You have the choice of killing someone or leaving them to burn. Right. I forget who it was, but depending on what you do, you get different things. So, like, if you shoot him in the head, you you walk further on, and there's a graffiti of a man, like getting like with like a bullet in his head like a bullet shot through his head and like blood coming out and then you come to two statues and one statue has its fingers in like a gun and like shooting the other statue and then you look at it the screen fades to white and the statues back to normal yeah and then if you let them burn the graffiti turns to a man's face melting and the statues are like molten when you get when you get to them it's just like cool shit like that yeah, the game the game changes a lot depending on your uh, decisions, not story wise, but visuals wise. Yeah, Spec Ops is a, an important game. Uh, I don't recommend playing it unless you're really in the mood to feel real bad. Yeah, <laughs> like I, yeah. I don't even feel super great talking about it, and I haven't played that game since college. Just bring like a tub of ice cream with you. Yeah, if you if you try to feel real sad, <laughs> but yeah, like like. I don't know. It's just, it's a dark game. We'll talk about something happier next week. <laughs> we'll brighten it up for next time. Yeah, we'll talk about fucking something thrilling. <laughs> um, but uh, like we like to end every episode. Uh, Nick, what have you been playing? Been playing some Skyrim. Yeah, uh, how you doing in that? Good. I've been like, it's funny because like I wanted to do all like the quests to get the the Daedric artifacts. Um, like we talked about in our. Daedric Princess episode. Go check that out. Plug. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, but I keep doing them like accidentally. Like I'm just like, oh, this is a Daedric quest. So uh, I did. I did the uh, the drunk one. Oh, I love which was that one. which was great. With sanguine, yeah. yeah. Um, the entire quest is based on the Hangover. If you don't know what we're talking about, yeah, yeah, it's and pretty great. And then you great. get Sanguine's Rose, which is actually pretty good if you have low conjuration. Um, and it's like, it's just like, oh, you've you have to, like, get a wedding ring back because you tried to marry this ugly fucking thing. <laughs> you tried to marry a hag raven. Um, so that was great. And then... You sold a prize-winning goat to a giant. <laughs> like... I did the... I did Boethia's 
So I have Boethius calling. So yeah. you have the ebony mail. Yep. Um, which is kind of dope. And I just did uh, the one with the dog. Oh, Clavicus Vile. Yeah, yeah, I did Clavicus Vile, so I got his mask. You uh, get another thing if you uh, kill the dog. You get the axe. Yeah, the mask, but, I think, looks cooler. Yeah, and I'm, I looked at the axe, like, because you pick it up and you have to bring it to him. Yeah. But, like, I didn't think it did anything special. No, it just I think it was cool. Yeah, the, the mask I thought was better. Yeah, and, like, it gets you better prices when selling stuff. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll get the mask. And then. Very, very briefly, I've been playing Monster Hunter World. Yeah, you just got that yesterday, Because huh? my girlfriend got me Monster Hunter World for Valentine's Day. And it's fun. I gotta pick it up now. I said I'd pick it up when you get it. Here's my thing. I'm torn. I want to get Monster Hunter World, but I also want to get one of those Game Theory hoodies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's one of those, oh, what am I gonna get? No, Monster Hunter World's cool. It's, pr- it's pretty. I'm having fun. I'm using, if anybody knows anything about Monster Hunter, I'm using the Dual Blades. I don't know much about Monster Hunter. It's my first Monster Hunter game, but I'm playing, I'm using the Dual Blades, and they're pretty fun. You, like, switch between, like, it's like you switch between normal and then demon mode. Um, So, de- it, that's literally called demon mode, what but you, fuck? like, you, like, glow and you flip them, like, backwards. Sounds very bloodborne Um, And you can do, like, a lot more, like, it's a lot more, like, dancing uh moves blade dance um but your stamina goes down way faster yeah, that makes but sense. so you just like switch between normal and demon mode it's pretty fun uh it's the only weapon i've tried because i've only been playing for like an hour or two but uh i am looking forward to talking about that more because i'm ex- finally excited i get to play it yeah you've been wanting to play it for a while yes um so how about yourself skyrim uh i am currently trying to level up every school of magic uh, I have been cheating the system as much as I can. Speaking of, you told me how to cheat in alteration. My alteration is legendary 100. Yeah. <laughs> and I have not. I have nothing specced into that tree, and I've never used it ever. Yeah. I just did it for the the so level up. If you if you don't know, uh, I I couldn't find anything for this on the internet, so I don't know if. You know this, if it's like a widely known thing. I didn't know it. I found it on accident. But you can level up Conjuring like a motherfucker. Alteration. Oh, Alteration. You can level up Alteration like a motherfucker. Yeah. If you... I actually have a note way to level up Conjuring and everything, too. The one I'm working on now is Restoration. I have cheats for all of them, and we're going to walk through them for a moment. Sweet. So you can level up Alteration by using... Uh, you get a ability from uh, one of the Black Books... Uh, called Secrets of Arcana. Uh, what it does is it makes it so that you are, you don't use mag- Magicka for 30 seconds. So what I did was I picked up something with Telekinesis while I was using it, and when the 30 seconds ran out, uh, it still didn't use my magic. You so I was, you can hold it infinitely. Yeah. So, um, which levels up alteration, which levels up alteration if you're using telekinesis to hold something. Yeah. So just don't let go and you just, you power through levels. Yeah. You can level up conjuration to a hundred pretty easily. Uh, you go to any lake that has slaughterfish in it and you stand by the lake and it puts you in combat. And what you do is you, and it works weirdly enough better with one blade than it does with two, but you just constantly summon bound, bound swords. And then put them away, summon, put that away, put, summon, put it away. And it just blasts you through Conjuration. Yeah, that's what I did with Conjuration. I um, just finished doing Illusion, 
Uh, and what I did was I had the ability rally, well, which is, um, I think, an adept level spell. Uh, and what it does is you can use it on uh, your companions. But if you keep using it on it, they keep leveling up. Or, like, it keeps going through it. You don't have to be in combat for it, whatever. So I stood in the middle of the College of Winterhold, spamming Rally on Mule the Lioness, <laughs> and uh, just got it up to 100. Um, now I'm working on Restoration, which is kind of a pain in the ass, because I, before I was using Equilibrium and uh, a, um, what is it, Close Wounds at the same time. Mm -hmm. Then I tried one thing where I was standing in a fire using Close Wounds at the same time. Just levels up really slow. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I can't find like a better way to do it. Yeah, I mean, mine's just high just because I've been using it the entire game. But I never use them. I, I never use Restoration. I always use res I I always <laughs> dual destruction spells or like use a Conjuration spell in the middle of combat, then dual, dual destruction spell. Yeah, I usually like conjure something, switch that hand to Restoration, and have a sword in my other hand. That's how I've been mostly playing this game. But yeah, yeah I've been trying to get all the schools of magic up because I think the quests for the master level quests are a lot of fun uh, have you done any of them yet no i don't think so i love the one for conjuration it just they're all they're like tiny quests they're not particularly difficult the one for conjuration just made me laugh so uh, i'm a big fan of that one yeah my conjuration's like high 90s so i should be able to once you get it to 100 uh talk to the person at the college of winterhold uh basically if you get it to 100 talk to someone at the person in charge of that at the college of winterhold uh, and then there's an option of what more can I learn? Mm. They're like, oh, well, can't learn anything else from me, but there is one thing you might be able to. Um, and uh, they do it, but the Conjuration one made me laugh. So. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I, I'm still living up Thanos in Future Fight. Five-star mastery by next week. I'm hoping to have him at six-star mastery. Uh, I'm over halfway there now, though, so that's just going to take a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, and literally right before we recorded this podcast, I downloaded the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, for Injustice 2, and it made me real happy on my insides. Yeah. They're pretty fucking dope. Like, there was just, like, some things that were great. Like, there's a little animations, little things they say. Like, the... The mid uh, fight animation where the rat runs up to him and he bows to the rat, yeah, like, and the rat bows back and then yeah. runs off. Uh, they had uh, the one where like I beat Le I I got married and I was playing as Leonardo. I beat Leonardo, and then he had the stars above his head, like in the arcade version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and like the music played. Yeah, I was like, that's awesome. They like the little callbacks that I I really appreciate. I mean, I don't think I'll appreciate any of them as much as Enchantress calling Hellboy Anungun Rama. But um, it's still, still pretty great. Uh, and they they play. I I only I've only played as Leonardo so far. I want to try out Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael. But um, I uh, I've liked Leonardo. Uh, I'm expecting to like Donatello. It's the other two that I'm a little worried about. Or, not worried, but wary about. I'll pick my favorite turtle. But Donatello looks like it plays like old school Nightwing. Which like I yeah, that makes sense. I still haven't gotten that fucking ability for Robin, so you can get abilities in the game that uh, change, add new moves and stuff. 
Uh, Robin in the game, as you've seen, is Damian Wayne with the sword. You can get an ability that gives him, it's like, I think it's called Grayson's Staff, where you get the staff that makes you play exactly like Nightwing in Injustice 1. It's one of the rarest drops in the game. Yeah. I haven't gotten it yet. I know someone who got it, then that whole debacle happened where everything oh, got deleted, no. and then got it again next <laughs> match. It was like one of those things where I'm like, you don't deserve that. Fuck you. <laughs> Motherfucker got it twice. But, yeah, it's... If I don't have to worry about getting the staff of Grayson, could just play fucking Donatello. I get to not be an emo kid and play <laughs> as a fucking turtle and have those abilities. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes, please. I'll take that. But yeah, it's it's pretty satisfying to play as the Turtles. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what the tournaments will look like now. Uh, we have the full character roster un- uh, available now. And I'm really curious what tournaments will look like. Because you end up with... Look at how many characters are in the game. But like, add three to whatever how many characters in the game. Because the Turtles have a lot in common, but they are kind of different. There's four turtles. Right, but there's the character roster, and then you add three, because the full character roster would be one of the turtles. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Who do, who do like, who's, like, top tier? Like, who do people play? Who's, like, god tier, S tier? I'll see if fuck, I can't get a tier list. Whatever the fuck updates. you want to call it. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's like Smash Bros. Everybody just picks Bayonetta. Fucking. <laughs> Tell me about it. I'm actually curious. Like, what? The, what... So right now. Yep. So right now, the top five people in Injustice Two are number five, Starfire. Number four, Superman. Number three, Darkseid. Number two, Deadshot. And number one, Black Adam. The bottom is number 30, or are the turtles on this? Oh, yeah, they are. Um, Number 37, Cheetah. <laughs> number 38, Black Canary. Number 39, Joker. Good. Number 40, Swamp Thing. And number 41, Gorilla Grodd. Hmm. Now, where does Hellboy land? <laughs> Where is Hellboy? Hellboy's number 14. That's not bad. Uh, he is below Harley Quinn, but above Atrocitus. Red Hood's number six. The Turtles are all, like, smack dab in the middle. Leonardo, Michelangelo, Raphael, and Donatello were all together. With Leonardo being top and Donatello being bottom. But... Yeah, my... Hellboy being my main, yeah, that sounds about right. He's number fourteen. Um, my other mains are Red Hood six. Uh, we end up with Atrocitus at fifteen, uh, which I'm Green Lantern at nineteen. There's forty one. Green, Green Lantern at nineteen. Um, Bane at thirty four. Captain Cold at thirty five. That actually didn't surprise me. Anyway, turtles are mid-tier, but that doesn't mean they're bad or good. And besides, uh, anyone's good if you make them good. Right. Exactly. Oh, there's a tier list on IGN, too. Top care. Oh, they, they rank them by 
different things. Top character by strength is Atrocitus. Oh, these are all the default, though. This isn't with the DLC characters. Well, that's booty. That's dumb. That's a big dumb. Anyway, I fucks with it. I fucks with the turtles. Yeah, it's pretty dope. But, yeah. Um, other than that, I haven't played nothing. Kind of want to pop in Breath of the Wild now that I have all my amiibos. I've completed my collection of Zelda amiibos. Yes. Kind of. I, I do technically need two more. But uh, the two that I need don't do anything in yeah. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that you don't already have. The ones I'm missing are Zelda Wind Waker, which doesn't do anything that I can't already do. And the thing. The Twilight Princess Link. Oh, no, then I'm missing three. Uh, so I was thinking the giant one. Oh, the Guardian? Yeah, because I'm not going to fucking buy that because I don't have room on my shelf. I should pick up Twilight Princess Link just to have. But uh, I also have Smash Bros. Link, so I can get everything from Twilight Princess Link. But uh, I got Ganondorf and Sheikin today, or not today, earlier this week. So I have a shelf that is literally all Legend of Zelda amiibos. And I'm thrilled. It looks great. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Uh, so I have all my links in the middle. All the canonical links. All the canonical links. But yeah. So I'm uh, probably going to do a Master Quest mode of Breath of the Wild with all the fucking amiibos I can use. Yeah, boy. So, pretty hyped. I'm going to just use amiibo weapons the entire time. Yeah, just every time something breaks, just... Pop another one on. Tap it on tap an amiibo. Yeah. Tip-tap it away. Tip-tap it away. Well, yeah, I'm pretty hyped. And then I, I still actually really like that Samus and Metroid Amiibo. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Yeah, they're really pretty. But, yep. So uh, I finished my collection and uh, it looks real pretty. Uh, I'm not a big Amiibo collector. You are now. <laughs> I, I don't collect every Amiibo for everything. Uh, I did buy all the Legend of Zelda ones, though. So Yeah, I just, I mean, I think I still have more than you. Oh, yeah, I think you still have more than me, too. But I have all the Legend of Zelda ones. Right. I mean, the, <laughs> the only ones that you have that I care about is probably Sheik and the and the champions. Um, that's about it. I don't need every version of Link. I have the ones that. Matter, and you do I feel. you do exactly what you just finished doing, which is steal mine. Yeah. So, I've I've I feel like I have the ones that are the coolest. Like I have Wolf Link, the Ocarina, and the Smash one. God, the Ocarina of Time Link is and the and the archery one. The Breath you of the have, Wild uh, You also have uh, Majora's Mask Link. That's right. I do have that one, too. Because I like that game. Also, I bought it. <laughs> no, that's true. I was, I was at the store, and I was like, do you want this? And he said, sure. Well, I'm the one that told you they were at the store. So. Yeah, yeah, And then I was the one closest to a Best Buy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then, and then I have a couple of the Mario Amiibos from uh, the... Uh, Mario Odyssey. I bought for Mario Odyssey, and then I have the whole Mario Odyssey set. I think is so great. Yeah. A wedding set. Yeah, I just have Bowser, but I'm fine with that. I like my Amiibos. Yeah. But, um, oh yeah, I forgot I got the Earthbound Kids, too. Yeah, I have those. I have most of the Smash ones. I kind of want to get the shovel. 
I'm waiting for them to come in. I have them pre-ordered. I have Shovel Knight, and I'm waiting for the other three nights. I have Shovel Knight. I have the other three nights pre-ordered because they come in a three-pack. Yeah. But, like, this been no release date. I just have a pre-order just sitting there. Just waiting. I'm just waiting for them to be on my shelf. But, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I have, like, the clouds and, and Bayonetta, so... That's I some, like those. I, yeah, I don't have any of those because I don't care. Most of the only Smash Amiibos I have, I just kind of have random ones. Like, yeah, you really do. <laughs> it's like, I have Pac-Man. I don't, they're not even characters I play. Like, I just, I have Pac-Man. Deck to Mario. The reason I have the Pac-Man Amiibo is because I was real drunk at a Target once. There we go. And they had it there. So, uh, I just got done drinking. I wasn't driving. I was pretty drunk in Target, and I was like, I'm buy a Pac-Man Amiibo. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't like Pac-Man. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But there it is. Yep. One of my many drunken purchases. It's the best. I, I, they should take Amazon away from drunk people. <sighs> they probably should, but then they'd probably lose a good chunk of money. Yeah, right. So. But uh, yeah, this has been Amiibo Corner. Uh, yeah, this is Amiibo Corner. With the uh, Navi Tales podcast. Yeah, I... They're just pretty. I like and them. They really are. Especially the Legend of Zelda one. But with that, that's that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, you can check us out on social media. We're on both Instagram and Twitter at Navi underscore twirls. Twirls. At Navi underscore twirls. Twirls. At Navi underscore tails. Again, that is at Navi underscore tails. Um. Send me pictures of your cats. Send us pictures of your amiibos. Send us pictures <laughs> of your amiibos. Um, yeah, and, and, and until next time, we'll, we'll see you then, huh? Yeah, have a good one. Be easy, buddy. Hey, let it hang. What? Let it hang. Just let it hang? That's what I say now. Why? <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure. Bye. Bye. Love you. Is that like an innuendo for your mm, dick? Yeah. Oh. Free balling. Um, both of which uh commutes atrocious. Atrocious. Committed. My bad. Both of which committed. Yes. I'm just gonna do that over. There. Uh. Delta subsequently. Oh, I moved the fucking thing. God damn it, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. You are so unprofessional. I say as I wrote commutes instead of committed. Rationalizing the actions he had witnessed and carried out, Walker dis disoriented. Distorted. Distorted. I actually wrote that one right. Yeah. <laughs> That's just you. Um, so <clears throat> so then a post-credits. Post <laughs> oh, the credits. Um, that thing hasn't been on this whole fucking time. Yeah, it just turns on at the end. I'm still turning it off. <laughs> Thank you.